The Gun Dog Notebook Podcast is presented to you by Onyx Hunt, crafted to be the number one digital mapping resource for hunters, anglers, and landowners. Download the Onyx Hunt app from your phone's app store today and use my promo code GDN20 for 20% off your Onyx subscription. If you want to get the most of your dog and your training sessions, you need nutrition that holds nothing back. Yukonuba's new premium performance lineup is built with the nutrients dogs need to help unleash their maximum potential. That starts with providing energy that matches their efforts, supporting optimal nutrient delivery, and supporting post-exercise recovery. Check out the new Yukonuba premium performance lineup and find your dog's fuel at yukonubasportingdog.com. I also want to thank Dakota 283 Kennels for everything that they're doing, making dog travel super, super, super easy. You can definitely check Dakota 283 Kennels out on Dakota283.com. Use my promo code TGDN10 for the new military grade crates, G3 Kennels, and a whole wealth of other new products and offerings from Dakota 283. I also want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to Jeff and Josh Reuter at Trinity Breton. Over the last few weeks, uh, Jeff and I have become like, you know, pretty, pretty good friends. Um, and he and I both were talking and somehow came up with a crazy idea to start a scholarship program um, through my nonprofit Minority Outdoor Alliance. Um, so I just really want to say thank you to Jeff for partnering with me and giving me, giving me the opportunity um, to give back to the community that we serve. So guys, just stay tuned for more updates in the very, very near future on the scholarship op uh, opportunity uh, that we're doing in partnership with Minority Outdoor Alliance and Trinity Kennel. And lastly, I want to thank Garmin Fish and Hunt for their new products and everything that they're doing to support the Gundog Notebook podcast. Um, check out their new Alpha 200, all right? There's a whole lot of features that I want to get into a little bit later on in a, in a few episodes down the line. I'm definitely interested in getting my hands on one. So if you go and need an e-collar for your pup during this hunting season, check out Garmin. Also, I'm using the Pro 550 Plus if you need a good training collar. All right, guys, here we go and getting into the episode. we start this episode i just kind of want to just give a little special something something and, and mark this day um not th this particular day but this is a special enough episode for me um that i do want to share my excitement and share my um uh the addition to my family my son avery charles smith was born on October 24th uh, of this year. So 2020 ain't quite, you know, the waste that it probably looks. There are great things that have, you know, come into the world. And that one of those things is my son. Also, another thing that's kind of pretty freaking cool, man. Um, authentic one, the, the, the Breeders' Cup, man, the Breeders' Cup Classic. The other thing is Minority Outdoor Alliance is moving steadily. Um, 
I'm slowly making progress with it, man. And, and it's actually, I've gotten a lot of really, 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 um, really cool opportunities. Um, one in particular that's coming up, though, is a partnership um, and a little bit of a collaboration with uh, Orvis. Of course, you guys know Reed Bryant and Julia Zima are my buddies. So they stepped up and wanted to lend the Orvis hand to Minority Outdoor Alliance. So we will be working on some, you know, social media collaborations, some COVID safe type stuff. Um, we've got, you know, a lot of good resources available. So I'm excited to start um, this partnership with them in addition to um, Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership and um, the S. Kent Rockwell Foundation. I'm excited to be in partnership with those three organizations as far as my nonprofit. So that's the, um, I guess, the, the most recent news in, in terms of that, guys. And it's just minorityoutdooralliance.org. If you want to find out more information there, um, I've got a few things cooking in, in regards to that. And especially now that the season's starting to, to kick off. Um, and also, I want to give a special shout out when we're talking about field trials. I just got done um, running our second NASTRA trial of the season at, uh, in, in Tuskegee this past weekend. And when I got there, there was a large gift box for me wrapped in baby feet. Like the, the wrapping had like little colorful baby feet on it. I think I'm, gonna put, I'm pretty sure I put a picture of it up on my social media but um, I just want to give a special thank you and a huge thank you to my Alabama region, uh, Nastra Field Trial family. Uh, I just want to thank them for their generous, very, very, very generous gift to Avery. So that's there. So, you know, there's a whole lot of other stuff that, I think I'm just really, really grateful for, and I don't take for granted. And one of those opportunities um, or one of those, those things that I don't take for granted is opportunities to talk to gentlemen like Billy Morton and, and develop a friendship and, and really sit down in, in deference. And I, I haven't even finished this interview. Um, I'm still trying to connect with him because I was supposed to record with him again. Um, this past weekend, but we had a hurricane and it knocked, um, it knocked out our power and it just kind of threw off my schedule. So I'm going to be reaching back out to him pretty soon after this, uh, after I publish this interview and basically just checking in with him and, and, and picking up on the rest of his story. But I also thought this was great because again, my ultimate favorite, legendary, legendary, almost mythological um, figures in the bird dog world is Man Rand, Ben Man Rand. And Mr. Morton, you know, they're, 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 they're family more or less. Like he, they lived with each other and, or, or worked with each other and, and every day, you know, they, they were good with each other's families, long lasting friends. And, you know, partners to the end. And the story of Billy Morton and his relationship with Man Rand is something that really, really piqued my attention. Um, Man Rand was 
he's a he's a black handler or a black scout. I'm sorry. Back in the day, um, that's what black said. They didn't. We didn't handle. We didn't handle dogs. We didn't own dogs. So this is one of the first major instances of true credibility given to, you know, a significant African-American bird dog trainer and and dog man. So the other part of it is there's so much Billy Morton has to offer um, in terms of just, just, I don't know, man, it's, 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 I don't want to call it common sense because I feel like that's an overused term, but he just says it plain when it comes to working dogs. And I, I really think that that's a trait that I've noticed about all of these guys that, that I've had the chance to speak with. So, Anywho, I can go on, but this interview is going to follow, like I said, Hall of Fame, uh, National, you know, Bird Dog Foundation, like Hall of that Hall of Fame, <laughs> that kind of Hall of Fame. Um, this is going to follow the story of Man Rand as, as best as, as Billy Morton could could remember as far back. And the story of Billy Morton and, and and how he would, you know, got into working dogs. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I definitely did. And I'm looking forward to finishing the rest of this interview in a, a, a very, very, very near, near date. All right, guys. Enjoy the episode. I wrote a book last year. Uh, and it's, it's called The Black Belt Bounty. Okay. And it's, it's one of the nicest books I ever saw about people and all in the black belt section, about field trials, about bird dogs, and about everything. Okay. And, and it's, it's got a world of information in it. Okay. I'm going to have to go and get that book. Um, I'm going to look it up now, matter of fact, and, and make sure I get it. <laughs> yes, sir. I, uh... I'll, be, I, I'll, be, I'll be more glad to hit uh, what, what I can do with it. Well, look, I, you know, if you don't mind, I'm going to get that book for sure. But if you don't mind, you know, I just love to to hear, you know, how you got to meet man. And, and I know you guys work together. He scouted a great deal. Just anything, you know, your personal experiences, your story. Well, you just ask a question. I'll try to answer. <laughs> well, okay. So let's start here. What, um, how did man even get to, working with you guys up at Sedgefield. Let's start there. Well, man was raised on Sedgefield. Okay. He, he, he was raised there. His daddy, I was there when he died. His daddy, his daddy was over 100 years old when he died. Really? But but man was raised up on it. Oh, okay. So, we now what was his dad's name? Do you remember? I believe it was Ben Rand Sr. I believe what it was. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, and cause and, and and they say that man had he was just a natural with the dogs like so 
all right, so Ben Rand was Ben Rand Senior was his dad. Now was man? How did he come around to, to the dogs? He just gravitated towards them because he he, uh, he no, had a special touch. <laughs> he, uh, Mister Holloway, was the manager and dog trainer there at Sagefield. Okay, and and they had a big fence around the main house and all, and they had a gate up there. Okay. And, and man's first job when he was about uh, eight or nine years old was sitting at that gate all day, and he would open the gate and let Mr. Mr. Sage through or whoever wanted to. Then he closed it back because they had a whole bunch of puppies running loose. And naturally, those puppies come up at a man, and he pet them and played with them right there. Mm-hmm. And he also mm-hmm. opened the gate if anybody wanted to get through that. And I guess that was man's first experience with, with bird dogs. Right. Okay. But now, Mr. Holloway, uh, he liked man, and man rode, rode with him quite a bit. Uh, when man was small, well, you know, I'd say... 12, 13, 14. There's an old schoolhouse over there at Sagefield. Right. And that's where man went to school a little bit. And he said that in the wintertime, when Mr. Holloway would come by there, calling the dogs and things, he would watch the teacher. And when she turned her back, he'd jump out the window and run out there and get on behind Mr. Holloway. And he, he, uh, he said, you know, Mr. Billy said, uh, I didn't have no shoes back then. And so I put my feet in his hunting coat pocket <laughs> and said, and said, when we find a covey of birds, said he'd flush them. And, uh, I'd keep the horse up with him. If he hunted the single birds and all, well, I just ride the horse along there with him. He said, I spent the whole day, a many a day with him. Just getting out and, of school uh, and going to learn how to work birds and dogs. Yeah, <laughs> but he, uh, oh man, I, I thoroughly enjoyed him. He, he, and I think about him every day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, every time I see something, it reminds me of him. <laughs> I mean, cause he, when I tell you, so I'm reading the, um, the Hoyle Eaton, uh, that book, the white Knight story. I'm reading that now, matter of fact. And yeah. he comes up in Jack Harper's books. He comes up in, yeah. in Hoyle Eaton's books. I mean, what what was it that was so special about him over all of the other Black Scouts? Because it was a, it was Pet Kelly, it was Man Ran, it was a few of them. Patience. Patience. Okay. Exactly. He had more patience than anybody I ever saw. And in the summertime, of course, we 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 didn't get to go to Canada nothing much. And uh, in the summertime, he would take all the young dogs in the hallway of the barn and he would snap them hmm. and uh, he would yard work those dogs there in the barn he would he would force break them to retrieve he'd break them to wool and uh, just 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 handling them every day every day right and and whenever he got one that didn't want to do good didn't want to retrieve or anything well, he never would change his class. He kept them all doing the same, and he kept fooling that dog and fooling. 
until he got him doing just exactly like the rest of the dogs were doing. Okay. And he was, he was, uh, had, had a lot of patience. He was a good horse man. He could, he could ride a horse. Man. Now, did he break his own horses too, or he just rode? No, we, we buy those horses around that is already broke. Okay. We get them up in North Mississippi. Okay. Uh, Clyde okay. Morton's brother-in-law raised a lot of horses around New Albany, Mississippi. Okay. Now, now, how was he with Clyde Morton? Like how? Because again, he was he was influential there too. How was that relationship? Well, uh, when when Mister Holloway retired, mm-hmm. well, Clyde took over the over his position, right? And uh, of course, Man was already there, and he helped Clyde. Okay. Okay. He uh. And he was it, it, well. It, it's it's interesting though, because didn't now, Mister Clyde, he had an interesting start too, you know, getting in there because he came. He wasn't even working dogs. I think he was out. He had like hounds or something before that, didn't he? Well, he had some hounds himself. Yeah, when he was growing up, and okay. he had hounds as long as he was at Sagefield too. Okay, he had a had a good pack of fox hounds. That when I come back, okay. and. Uh, Back then, you could get on you could get on the horse and turn them loose about two thirty in the morning and, and have some good races up to there. Really? Okay, okay, that sounds cool, man. So, I mean, did y'all? Well, did all of you guys? Y'all had bird dogs. Y'all had hounds. Was that was that the norm to y'all? And 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 was man? Was he just working with bird? I mean, you know, what I'm saying like, what did he did he do hounds too? Oh yeah, he was there. he was there. He took care of uh, the hounds and the bird dogs around there. Okay. And then, and then when they got so many, uh, they had a great big old pot at the cookhouse there, and and Clyde had a had a man that cooked them. See, there wasn't any commercial dog feed at all. Then you had to cook all your feed, whatever you wanted to feed the dog. Right now, what did y'all use? What did we use? Yeah. Well, we cooked a lot of times the cabbage was real good, cooked in meal. And then with the meal, we mixed cracklings. Okay. And those cracklings, of course, they had a lot of grease and stuff in them, and it made those dogs' hair look good and everything. Okay. And and if somebody had a, had a cow or somewhere that died around there that maybe broke a leg or something, They'd go get her and dress her, and and they would cook that meat and all in that too. Okay, okay. See, that's interesting, man, because you know nowadays everybody got all the the grain free this and that and all of that dog food, and y'all y'all had better dogs, but wasn't doing all that fancy. You know what I'm saying? Like all the stuff that they got nowadays in dog food. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Now what? Well, he- go ahead. Well, you know, you, and of course, Clyde was real to his three-hour dog, mm-hmm. just like I was. And uh, you got to know what you're doing when you're feeding dogs, how much to give him, and all this. And because you work regular and everything, and uh, Clyde, Clyde won the national course. Right. That's three hours up there. It was right. bad. Now, I want, I, I, yeah. No, I was going to say, I wanted, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I won it four times, but I didn't get it but twice. <laughs> Why is that? What? Wasn't no question about it. I'm not going to tell you why, but uh, uh, a lot of those folks uh, didn't like the boss, man. So, you know, that makes a difference. Right. That's right. all I'm going to say. And, it, well, and see, that's the thing about field trials, man. At the end of the day, it's still a game. And when folks m- move off of the interest of the dog and, and make it personal, yeah, you know, you see it you know, a time and time and time again. And it's sad to see that man. And that's, that to me is a fault on the judges. It sure is. You know, we, it's it's got to be about the dogs, man. You don't ever take anything away from, you don't ever take anything away from a dog because he might not get that win again. Right. And you, you, I judge quite a few trials, good trials. I judge invitational a couple of times, some more. But you know, I called the dog back one time up there that belonged to a man that that had done me wrong in a field trial. He rode up on my dog, didn't call a point, and rode off and left him. Really? And we were looking at it. Yeah, but you know, I didn't take, I didn't, I, I didn't take it away from that dog to do anything to him. I tell you that. Right. But, <laughs> well, and that that shows me integrity, man. And that's, you know, that's that's what it's supposed to be all about. We all supposed to be gentlemen in this thing, and 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 it, that dog don't care what kind of personal business you got with somebody else. That's right. You know, um, it, it's a shame, man. But some folks can't move out, so that speaks volumes to me um, about that stuff, man. And I'm, you know, I I my first field trial. Um, with my dog, you know, he had plenty of fines and his, his forward race wasn't that good. I was running him up. He was a puppy, but I was running him as a derby and, um, yeah. and, I, and I'm okay with, you know, I can accept that. Um, but the people that won, you know, it was a little curious, you know, because right. the relationship that the judge had with one of the handlers and that handler got first place. And it's kind of like, uh, I don't know how, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that was necessarily all all the way above board. Yeah. So, well, I, you know, and 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 you and man, I mean, y'all were. It sounds like y'all were pretty much like family. Yeah. Well, we. He 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 was good. He 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 had patience and uh, he he really really would get, go out there and give you a hundred. Hundred percent every time. We 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 won field trials with ice and snow and stuff on the ground, and we didn't have nobody in the gallery sometimes, but two or three judges, and that that about it. But he'd stay there a week. <laughs> he rode every. Bridge. I saw him. I saw him one time at the national when I was just a kid. I'd say not, I'd say in forty four was over. I'll say in forty six. They were. Uh, running dogs, and uh, the judges asked Clyde, uh, said, how long would it take for you to get Paladin back over here? He said, well, not very long. And he turned around and man, said, man, go get him. Man tore out through them woods and things up there, and he, he went off in a gully. Right. Yeah. Rolled up and looked. 
and he was coming out the other side. The horse was climbing the bank, and man was holding on to his tail. That's when they hit the ground on that one top of the hill. He's gone, and it wasn't long. It wasn't long. He was back there with old Fred. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, sir. Just serious as I can be. Man. <laughs> okay. So I mean, so he. It, that's the thing about a scout. I mean, you've got to. You got to know your way around the terrain, you know, and it sounds like he he was resourceful. If he couldn't get up the hill, why not use the horsepower? You know, when I would go to a field trial, uh, before I started fooling with, with field trial dogs and things, I would go. And my daddy told me, he said, now, if you want to learn how to scout a bird dog, said, you watch Ben Rand Jr. right there. And you can learn more right there than you can in a book or anything else. And I watched him that day how he did it. He he never was out in front. He was always in a position to to where he could see. Right. If we rode down in a low place, you look back, and man was still sitting on that hill there where he could see that dog. And then when the handler got across that part, man tore out back to the front. Mm. But he was... He knew what he was doing. Now he now it was supposedly a story that I had heard. It was first hand collection about man where, uh, you know, he came up on the dog on point and and was way ahead of the gallery. He found he, he dog ended up getting lost. Man goes and finds him. The dog was pointing birds. Man like got on the ground and basically looked to see where the quail were moving, like were running off to. He he put his face on the ground. And it, you see what I'm saying? And and had that dog basically keyed in and then swung back out, got the handler, and then came back and basically told that handler exactly where those birds were because he literally watched them on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. I, you know, I, I never heard much about that. Uh, I guess the closest thing was when they were running in the national. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they came back in the second series with Lumen there. And he'd not had, I don't know, five or six fines. And the uh, old man says, Man, I don't want no more fines now. He said, uh, Well, they went tearing out up through there again. Didn't like but about, I think, 10 minutes. And he sent man out. It wasn't but a minute to man called point. <laughs> Clyde rolled up and said, man, I told you I didn't want no more points. He said, yes, sir, but look right up on that bush right there. There's a cover of birds balled up right there. He done seen them. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe that's kind of what you heard. I think that's what it was. I mean, he, especially to go against it and say, look, we might as well go ahead and get this last really good find because Luminary, I mean, that dog was going to hold yeah. it anyway, you know. Oh, it's a yeah, super special dog. He, he was he was subject to get lost sometimes, but he was, he was a good bird dog. Right. And you can ask Ed, you could ask Ed McFair if he was still alive, and he'd say, that old runoff bastard, I wouldn't have had him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was working for Clyde then. Right. And, and, and he, 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 didn't, he didn't like that that that, that luminary. Yeah, he didn't like it. He liked 
I was going to ask which I, I was going to ask which one he liked more, Paladin or Luminary. Um, now y'all had Sulu too, didn't you? Uh, Clyde did, yeah. Okay, I, 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 I wouldn't work. How was that dog? Uh, I never saw that dog run that I can remember. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, can't, I, uh, I, I can't remember. I'd I'd have loved oh. to to see all of those dogs, man. Um, now y'all and y'all did y'all did the whole circuit too, right, man? You know, you man, your father, your not your father, Clyde. Um, all of y'all did the whole circuit from Canada all the way back down here, right? Sometimes, not not very often. I didn't get to very very much. Okay. Uh, Mr. Clyde didn't either. Clyde just wanted to better make those young dogs. And 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 uh, he'd probably take twenty twenty five with it, mm-hmm. and when he come back, he wouldn't have about five in the truck. <laughs> Left the rest of them. <laughs> if they couldn't make it back, oh well, it wasn't worth having them anyway. That's right, man, man. Now, was man? Did he? Was he? Did he have like more responsibilities over maybe puppies or 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 older dogs? Like, was it designated any kind of way? Well, we just talked at the barn every morning when we get up, and and then we tell each one what to do. You know, if I was going to do something else, or I had if I was driving a tractor or planting feed patches or whatever, well, I'd tell man what dogs to work, and, and yeah, he could work a dog out there by himself. He he had we had a we had a big old dog there, Sam. He he weighed. 80 and 90 pounds, but he was hard-headed as could be. Damn, and uh, a big old pointer, man. I took him, yeah, I took him to, I I went by myself. I went to, with Canada, and I went with Hole that year. And uh, I took that dog. I knew he was going to make a good shooting dog. He was too big, ready for a field trial dog, and, and he didn't have quite enough tail. Right. But he was hard-headed, but he could find birds when the rest of them couldn't. Mm. Man and I were working him after we come back down here. Man was helping me, of course. And and uh, we worked that old dog that morning, and he had a spell on him. He was hard-headed as I've ever seen. <laughs> and we, we went out through there, and I could hear Man talking to him. He said, Sam, if you don't behave and do right, I'm going to bite your ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went on a little bit. In a little while, I looked over and I could see something black going up and coming down, going up and coming down. And when I got there, it was man's feet because he was always wearing these old gum rubber boots. <laughs> and he, he had old Sam by the ear, and old Sam was flipping him around just like a rag doll over. He'd go up and come down, go up and come down. <laughs> and till the day that dog died, he still had a white brand on that ear right there. That hair never did come back on. Because he bit that ear. God, <laughs> but, man. <laughs> and the dog just he, never wanted to cooperate. He could get their attention. But <laughs> he didn't have to do too much to him Once he got them yard broke. Yeah. And old and and I'd I'd work a little in the barn with him but I couldn't work in that much because we didn't have any help at Sagefield hardly and I was driving tractors and laying off 
feed patches, running bulldozers, and just other things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, couple of couple of things too. What year was I didn't get? What year was man born? You said uh, ni- early. You, you know, like year? you know, I cannot tell you. Okay. It, it may be it. it may it may be in that book, but I can't tell you. Uh, okay. I know, I know. He when, like I said, first national I went to was in '46, uh, when the setter won it. And and uh, man was up there then, and he was a grown man. So he, I think he went. I expect man was. I think he was in his eighties. Okay, at least. Because he and he died pretty old too. I mean, he was, he was up there. Yeah, he did. He uh, the last four or five years, I think he had uh, Alzheimer's. He he uh. He come to work, and and uh, I had to lock up the, the dog feed boxes. I had to fix there. I had to lock them up, and I couldn't let him feed because he'd feed the same dog three or four times really? if he liked it. Yeah, and, and and anyhow, we fixed him up a pallet and everything. That at the barn, dog kennel, and he lay on it, <laughs> and then he'd go back home walk home for dinner and I asked him one time I said man don't you want me to take you to home he said oh no so say you wear out my road <laughs> oh God, it really get wet you know it and track it up <laughs> so he Where, just wanted to walk on through and he was in his 80s doing that yeah man so he I mean he literally was was with the dogs from start to finish I mean he he never stopped that's right. God, we, man. I mean, he's buried there on Sagefield. There's a church uh, across from the clubhouse over there. And, and uh, my son was running the place after I left there. And two or three days before he got ready to leave, he called a friend of ours, Jack Jarman, down at Fulton, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and told Jack what he wanted put on a monument for man. Right. His family hadn't, they hadn't done anything for it. So then next day, when Jack came up there and it had the year that man was born and, and died and then had, had uh, the year he was elected to the field trial hall of fame on that. Nice. And uh, they had a quail put in each corner of the tombstone. Okay. Now, why didn't he? Why didn't he have a tombstone before? His family just couldn't afford it, or 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 he just they just didn't do it. Huh. They just didn't didn't do it, and uh, that's, that's kind of a touchy subject to me because I asked somebody else to, about putting one over, mm-hmm. and uh, they said no. But anyhow, really? when I got ready to leave. When I got ready to leave, Billy Wayne had one made and put over there. It, was it just because at the end of the day, just race relations and stuff like that? No, I don't think so. Uh, I just really don't know. Huh. You know, it got away from got away with me, and I'm not going to call any names or anything. Right. But uh, but 
we're going to have it bark. Billy Court could have won. He was at Fishfield. Uh, he was just a kid. He rode with a man and yard work dogs. And he learned a whole lot from him. He was about as good a scout as you have. Man. He scouted fair champions for me. Okay. So what, like, in addition to the patience and stuff like that, I mean, with being a scout, did it, was it, like he didn't really learn from anybody else. He just kind of got, he just, he just learned from, from experience. Right. I don't think he had any kind of serious mentors. No, I don't, I don't think nobody, but Mr. Holloway, Mr. Right. Holloway, he won some field trials, won several good ones. He won a free fall one year over at Hatch Chevy mm-hmm. before he, before we ever come there. He, he had a place in Texas. Hmm. Okay. And no, he just, just what, He'd watch. Now, when we was, you know, he 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 was kind of funny. We we run in three hours one time in free fall with a lure, no wrap up, and she had about ten or twelve fines, just those kind you ride way on across the field. And as she stood, mm-hmm. we come in at dinner, and, and I think uh, Bill Hembry was secretary. And man rolled up to him and said, Mr. Bill, said, what is 20% of the of that? <laughs> he told him, he said, well, us done won it. <laughs> he said, you're right. <laughs> he said, he got it. Yeah. That, that is funny. So, and, and y'all were running, were y'all, how, how was the wild birds back then? Y'all were pretty much running all wild birds then, right? Always all wild birds, yeah. Okay. Okay. See, yep. it's, it's so much different now. I mean, I got, I, I trained my dogs on wild birds down in uh, Thomasville. And so I'm, so I'm born and raised in Atlanta, but I drive out to Thomasville and stuff like that to, to, to work dogs, to work my dogs. Yep. And, uh, it's just, it's a different ball game, man. What that does to them dogs is it, <laughs> it, a lot of buddies of mine, you know, they, they work pen raised birds and that's fine. You know, that's just what most folks have today, but, that when that light bulb turns on with them dogs, man, on wild ones, it is it, you can't beat it. Yeah, you know, and that's my son. Go ahead. Yeah. My youngest son has uh, been down in that area about a year. Down there, he went to work, and he's got uh, I think it's three thousand acres. Right? It's pretty close to Ed Elk. Huh? You do you know Ed? He runs horseshoe plantation. Yeah, I don't know him, but I've I've heard about him and I know Horseshoe Plantation. All right. Well, that, that plantation he's on is right next to it. And he's, uh, they don't shoot any birds. The man that owns it, he comes down there and they work field trial dogs. And things. Uh-huh. But uh, If you can't, I mean, I'd love to meet him because I'm going down there in a couple of months, matter of fact. Yeah. I, if, 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 if I'd love to meet him down there, um, I'll see if I can get his contact information. Um, and, and, you know, let him know I spoke to you and stuff like that. But man, I didn't know he was down there at Horseshoe. Yeah. Well, he's, he's not at Horseshoe. He's right next to it. Right next to it. Next to it. Yeah. Next to it. Yeah. Um, uh, he's on that, that plantation. They've got, uh, I can't even call the name of it now. He's there 
he's on the place by himself. The man told him that I don't, we don't hunt, we don't want to shoot any bird, but I want somebody to take care of the place and knows what they're doing. Right. And and he's already seen. One day he saw sixteen young cubbies. Really. Already flying. Man, that's good. That's perfect. That's perfect. We got to keep that going. I mean, shooting birds, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's, I mean, you know, it's fun, but I, I just take a blank pistol out there nowadays. Ain't enough birds to just be knocking out of the air like that. All right, guys. I hope y'all enjoying the show. I just want to let you know again, if you want to get everything your dog's got, you need nutrition that holds nothing back to help unleash your dog's maximum potential. Check out new Yukonuba premium performance lineup at yukonubasportingdog.com. All right, switching back over to the show. what i was getting at so how how oh. was that dog man oh he old bud was a big old running dog he 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 could run and had a good nose he could fly mm-hmm. and uh i never will forget what what clyde morton said about him one time he clyde walked up and i had him on the lead and we had just won i think we had just won the quail fraternity I said, well, he's nice the dog, but said he'll never run three hours. He's too long and lean. We brought him in the national as a derby, and he had 12 cubbies, three singles, and a woodcock. Mm. And the last, to the last hour, he, he, he pointed, I don't know, three or four cubbies of birds. And so, um, when yeah. we got through, when, yeah, when we got through, Clyde rolled up there. He said, well, I was funny. I was wrong, but I believe he could run one more hour, couldn't he? <laughs> I said, yes, sir. he could run another one. <laughs> he, he had it in him. Yeah. Okay. He was a, a good dog. He put a lot of good stuff in dogs. It's up there around Boonville, Mississippi, and all where hole he is. That's yeah. where I was raised. Uh, they, uh, when they had him. When they had a uh, white night fire up there, right. they bred him a lot, and he he had some good shooting dogs in that country. Huh. And then they all laid and big brown bred the dogs. They got a litter of pups, white night with them. Wow. Okay. So I was. Yeah. I was. I was there when. I was going to ask you something, but go ahead. I was there when when they uh, divided the litter of pups over at Dick Brown's, and all of them were solid white. You couldn't tell one from the other. So they got some red nail polish, and when Hall would take one, they'd put a little red dot on that. When get another, they'd put a red dot on that. And old Bud was the last puppy. He was kind of sick or something, and Hall got him. And... Uh, Yes, sir. I, I put in lots of hours. I don't know. Man, see, this is this is the information that you can't get in a book. Um, 
some of that is in Hoyle's book, but I just, I like the personal accounts. I mean, like I said, I, I've seen your name in the, the book that I'm reading now, the white knight story, but it's a shame to me yeah. why nobody came and talked to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know well, you I know, called you to talk about man Ram, but let's talk about your story, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember all of them and I should have written a book, but, uh, I didn't. And I can still remember it though. Well, I'm, 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 you know, if you're here for it, man, I'm here to save the conversation. T- tell me, let's go from start to finish, man. How'd you, where'd you get your start at? Well, like I said, I was raised at Boonville, Mississippi, and, and uh, my daddy always had good dogs. He had some good field trial dogs. He just wasn't financially able to run, mm-hmm. but uh, he had some he had some cracker jack shooting dogs. And in that country up there, uh, there were a lot of tenant farmers, and there was a lot of wild people too. And uh, Every afternoon, I'd ride my horse to school, and uh, as quick as school was out, well, I'd jump on the horse and run back to the house and do what little chores I had to do, and then I'd have two or three, four puppies there that Daddy had told me to work, and uh, I would take them hunting every afternoon, and uh, I just kind of got to where I liked them. We had uh, we had a relative of ours lived out in Texas. They had some pretty good dogs. And he called Daddy one time, and he says, uh, I want a dog that'll do something that the rest of these dogs won't do. And he told Daddy what he wanted. He said, I want a dog that will retrieve by the head only. Hmm. Daddy said, well, I don't have one like that, but said, Billy's got one out here that he could he can make him do anything he wants to. He said, "Well, I'd pay five hundred dollars for one." And when Daddy told me five hundred dollars, that's the most money I'd ever heard of. And I got me a jug, a glass jug that was too big to go in the dog's mouth. He couldn't carry it. But then I fixed the, the, the head of the jug with some bird feathers and stuff. And uh, I force broke him with that. He'd hold that jug and he'd, I could call him. He'd come to me and lay it down. And that fall, when I killed the bird, the first thing he did was run out there and pick him up with a head. Right. Bring him back. And uh, I took a lot of time with that old dog. So what now? Why was it? Why was he just so interested in re- retreating by the head? Because every morning everybody drank coffee, and all of them were bird hunters out there, and he wanted something that the rest of them couldn't talk about, <laughs> and he had something. <laughs> so it was more of a pride thing. He he just wanted something that folks couldn't get. And you know, you know, about twenty years after that. He called down there, talked to me, and he said, I want another dog like old Bill. I said, yeah, I want one too, but I ain't got it. <laughs> so that was that was yeah. just something special that y'all had. Yeah. So what, all right, so 
after that dog, what, you know, how did y'all follow up on it? Because, I mean, that's a unique trait there. And most folks don't even want field trial dogs to, to retrieve. Y'all were just running shooting dogs then. All, all our dogs retrieved. Uh, there wasn't a better retriever in the world than wrap-up and allure. Really? And, oh, yeah. And, you know, you know, in the free fall, you can kill the dog or bird if you want to. And uh, I was running with old Oklahoma Flush, and uh, I'd had about three or four more fines than he had. But uh, about 10 minutes before time was up, she made a heck of a swing around a great big field up there and popped out on the other side and swapped in right there. I rode up there. I told him, I said, Judge, I'd like to kill this dog a bird. He said, that's fine. Go ahead. I killed her a bird out there, touched her on the head, she went out there and picked it up, brought it back, and ran it up and handed it up back to me. Nice. nice. And I knew, I knew, man, said, school's out now. <laughs> <laughs> so he was with you then? Oh, yeah. Okay. He, uh, he, he was with me practically ever, ever good trial at one and uh towards the end he got to where he couldn't hear very good and he couldn't see good right and i told him i said man i'll get you some hearing aids he's all oh, no so i don't want them i said how about some glasses he said glasses them kind you put on your eyes i said yeah he said i don't want them either because that horse followed me and that glass going my eye and ruined me so i don't need them <laughs> so he 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 just kept it all what whatever God gave him. That's all he wanted. That's all he wanted. Man, y'all you you know y'all was some tough folks back then, man. <laughs> he he was good, and you know, you know, uh, man's family. None of the rest of them worked there or flew with with bird dogs or anything. He just didn't have them. So I mean. Did now was man married? Did he get married? I, I didn't quite hear you. What did did man ever get married? Oh yeah, he had big family. Okay, he just none of them just wanted to work dogs. Yeah. Huh. And then uh, and then on the side, he populated half a sage field. <laughs> Are you serious? Just serious as it can be. <laughs> I said, I'd come up the road there one day, and I saw a little old boy walking along. He about 12 years old. And uh, I was feeling pretty good that day. We'd been working dogs. I said, man, is, is that your boy there? He says, they says he is. <laughs> I, I said, do you ever do anything for him? He said, oh, yes, sir. I buy him a pair of shoes every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> But he did. He, he. I mean, he. He knew, but he didn't. He wasn't for sure. Yeah, dude, he was. But he had several of them. Right? <laughs> so man, really was the man around Sandfield. <laughs> you know they. Uh, you know all those, all those uh, boys that was getting ready to run at the national up there. They, all the scouts stayed out there together. Beck mm-hmm. Kelly and. and some more of them I can't think of right now, but 
they decided they were going to get man drunk. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, well, that, so they, was play, they was playing cards that night. Of course, man had on them old big rubber boots like he always wore. And uh, they was playing cards, and they had a little corn whiskey sitting up on the table, and he'd pass it around. And man said, Mr. Billy said, I knew what they was trying to do to me. He said, I'd just kiss the bottle. And then I'd ease it down. I'd pour me a little bit in the boot. <laughs> and said, they went on around there. That went on that night. He said, I got to acting like I was drunk. They closed the game down. I went back to my room, got me a bottle, and said, I emptied that out of, out of my boot over that bottle. I said, you drank that? Oh, yes, sir. It wasn't <laughs> nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Well, look, that, that corn whiskey probably killed whatever was in that boot, too. Boy, no question. <laughs> That's slick, man. And so they thought he was drunk. Yeah, they thought they had him. Man, man, man. Him and, him and Peck didn't get along at all. Yo, okay, so that, all right, so now we talking. How, why? Why did they not get along? Well, each one of them was trying to win, and and uh, that's long back when Palamonium was running, and, and that's when uh, 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 John Gates was running old Medallion, and they tell the story about it. Uh, those two dogs were called back in a free fall down at Canton, Mississippi, and uh, they were both. Both doing pretty good. Still had some wild birds down there. Right. And uh, man called Point. And there's a creek there called Cat Creek. And you had to go way on down it to get get across it and come back. Well, we went down there and we come back. And when we come back, there was Medallion standing up there. And... And the palimonium was backing. Man said it wasn't like that when I left him. <laughs> <laughs> so they got into it, but they carried guns for each other for a while. Really? Yes, sir. They were serious. I mean, they really didn't like each other. No, they didn't like each other. God, man. <laughs> Just but a matter they... of money. Well, I mean, I and I understand that, but... The... It, it to me like the the, the old scouts and, and you say they all stayed together. It's kind of like cowboys, right? And wranglers, like they y'all camped yeah. out in the same spot, lived you know more or less lived together. And, and though they competed against each other, they had to to, to be around each other. Yeah, well, they were around each other quite a bit. But God, uh, and now now Peck, how was he? Because he died early. He died young. He died. Yeah. A car turned over. Be driving on one of them old uh, sand roads down there out from Albany. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was right up the road there from the plantation where where my boy runs, and and uh, it turned over with him, threw him out, and rolled over on him. Killed. Really? But now he was one of the best. Yeah, like let's let's talk about Pet Kelly too. Like how and 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 how did you? What was your relationship like with him? Well, you know, I did I didn't know Peck that well until mm-hmm. uh, we took White Knight to the uh, Quail Futurity 
in Carbondale, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And Clyde was in Texas up there with Mr. Clyde. And I got to know him quite a bit. And uh, I forgot what it was. I, I gave him one time, and you know, all, and he liked me from then on. Hmm. And he, uh, when we were running White Knight in the National years later, Peck was scouting for, uh, hmm, let me see his name, just jumped right out of my mouth. Uh, South Carolina, Paul Walker. And, 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 uh, we was brace with him, and uh, Peck helped me a lot that day with White Knight. I never would have got back around if he hadn't told me, and he, he, he really helped me a lot. Hmm. Finally, with about 30 minutes gone, he said, you know, Mr. Billy said, uh, I wish I didn't have to look at this in the mind. I sure would like your CEO to finish. I said, yeah, he will. Really? And he was just that kind of fellow. I liked him. Okay, so they were they so the neither one of them were 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 bad people. They just didn't like each other just for sake of competition. But they were both good folks. That's right. Okay. Both of them good folks. That's okay. both good. It's just 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 part of you know competing and 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 having to make money in, in a job. Now, and uh, and you know if you go if you go long enough, then things will thirty, forty, fifty years. Well, you're going to have a bad spot in there somewhere. Right. Right. Now, what was your best dog you handled? What 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 dog would, would be that for you? Well, I'm not going to say which one was the best because one can do something better than the other, but a wrap-up and a lure. Okay. Those are your favorites. They, we'll put it that way. Well, they were just, they were just the best dogs I ever saw. Hmm. Okay. And I, and I saw, I saw lots of them, but, uh, they, they, they whooped everybody up and down the major circuit. You know, I, I'd see them boys come in, John Rex and them, they'd come in with a great big truck load of dogs and have 15, 20 on a steak chain. And I'd ride up there with one little old dog sitting up in the cab with me. And that's all I had. And they start shaking their head then. <laughs> But that that that's what they say, man. Beware the man with one dog. Yeah, that's that's. I guess that's where it comes from. But yeah, you got. I mean, because we it, always we, we we always did real good. Yeah, you know what well, that, that Sage feels. Now, how was your relationship? You got to know Mister uh, Mister Sage pretty well too, right? Who, Mister AGC Sage? No, I never saw him except for. Uh, one time to national. Okay, so you were just pretty kid. much like I, Mr. Holloway. No, he he was already gone. Uh, he died about a year after after Clyde got the place. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so your majority or all of your time was more or less spent with 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 Mr. Clyde. Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Now, all right, so let's put two dogs on the ground. Wrap up versus White Knight. What? If we could speak in hypotheticals, how do you think that would have went? Well, you can't, you can't, you can't do it like that. I mean, uh, one day, one day the scent conditions better, and one dog does better than the other one. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, White Knight was a, 
was a good dog. He did, he ran a whole lot and a whole big dog, but uh, wrap up didn't lose any any ground. She she was running. You could come to a big field if you wanted her to go around it. You just hit your whistle. She went on around it. Okay. But she would always come back. She had lost very few times. Hmm. You know, I could have, I could have won, I could have won shooting dog snakes with her, uh, but he wouldn't let me go to any. And uh, I only, I only won eight championships with her, but they was good ones. You know, he let me go to two or three of the biggest ones. That's it. Eight championships ain't bad, man. <laughs> that ain't bad at all. Now, now, but they were good ones, you know. Let me ask you this: when you when y'all were running up at the at the national, because the way that Ames is is situated, I mean it's it's not wide open, so those dogs really got to make good moves, you know, and and you have to know when to turn it off. Right. They say it's kind of like a maze. Yeah, you know how do you how do you get an all age dog, a big all age dog like that, to hone in on on a course like that because they run off and get lost. Well, a smart dog, a smart dog's going to handle that, to that handler's voice. Right. And, uh, you know, they, they, all them boys said, oh, said, bring them to Canada, bring them to Canada. Well, I didn't get a chance to go up there but one time and, and, uh, when, when wrap up was a derby and she was a July puppy. Mm-hmm. And I was going to her that year, first year old lady. Leon Covington looked at her, an old cub rode up at them, and he said, well, boy, I said, she's a good one, but don't break her too early. I still remember that, but you can make those dogs do anything. They wanted, wanted to do it for you. Yeah, I made that. I made a movie uh, with uh, Coach Bryant okay. and Kirk Gowdy and wrap up. And uh, we, we hunted her just just out here like a shooting dog. I'd quit, I'd quit singing to her or anything like that, and she'd just sing out there in front of me, and uh, she'd do what I wanted her to do. Now, you made a movie? Yeah. What was it called? Uh, it was uh, it was Coach Bryant okay. and Kirk Daddy, and I had won the National with Wrap Up. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Gaddy had this, let me think of the name of that thing. They used to have it on Sunday afternoon. Uh, damn. Uh, American Sportsman. Okay. And it, it came on on Sunday afternoon. Okay. Okay. I'm going to see if I can. It's, it's got to be out there somewhere. I'm going to see if I can pull that up and, and, and watch it. It's got to be out there somewhere. Uh, they, you know, they had some, I've got a, I've got a copy of that thing, uh, just got one and, uh, they had them for sale at one time huh. and uh, I never, I never saw any too many, but somebody bought one and brought it to me. Well, I'm gonna, I, I gotta see if I can, you know, get hold of it. It's, it's something out there. I mean. The, the thing is, all of this information, y'all gentlemen, like, to me, y'all set the foundation of what it is that guys like, new guys like me are trying to do, you know? And 
it's good to see what y'all were doing firsthand in any kind of movies, documentation, book. Like, we got to stay on top of that, you know? Yeah. We, we have to stay on top of that. Um, now, it, it, folks talk about being a dog, man. What 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 does that really mean? I mean, you've had a lot of success. What does not just saying a dog man, but what does that life look like? What does what does the the philosophy of a dog man mean? Do you get what I'm saying? All right, all right. When you see one, when you go to a field trial, and you see somebody that he might not have a, a, a fancy rig or anything like that, but when he pulls his horses out and they clean. And everything's sharp. Got a dog or two, maybe. He's just starting, and his dogs look good. And you know that he's got the right disposition to be a good dog, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Daddy told me a long time ago, he said, when you go to a field drive, that you might not have the best dog, and you might not have the best horse. And said, you might not be dressed as good as some of the rest of them. But if you're clean, shaven, and your dogs are, are pretty, and your horses, then you'll make it. Okay. I've thought about that a lot of time. Okay. I, uh, it, it's, it's funny you say that. When I was reading through Jack Harper's book, he, he told me, he made it a point, to always come to a trial looking his Sunday best. Yeah. You know, um, and you see that. And I I scouted a lot of dogs, Mister Mr. John. So, okay, so let's let's talk about that. Some now, did you scout Texas Ranger? I didn't. I, I'm hardly hearing what. Oh, sorry. Um, did you scout Texas Ranger for him? No, uh, okay. no, that was before my time. Okay, which which I scouted, did you scout? For? I scouted John John Oliver and and Hattie of Arkansas. Okay, and. Uh, I never scouted the Arkansas Ranger, but see, when Hall and I were down at Canton, Mississippi, when White Knight was a derby, mm-hmm. well, Mr. Jack was over at Yazoo City, and he would come over and work for us, with us. And he gave us more information and taught us more than anybody else. Really? And he was just he was just a heck of a good dog man. And I mean, he... he all his dogs would retrieve and uh, do everything they're supposed to. Okay. Okay. Have you got his book? Yes, sir. Is the his book sitting right here in front of me? Bird dogs and field trials, and I got the one, the original edit. Matter of fact, the one he wrote all up through. Yeah. Yeah. He he he. I don't think he too much liked that first edit. He didn't. He <laughs> didn't. They had stuff is wrong. And he marked it out. I got one of those books too. Mm-hmm. He give me one down at and, and same thing. I mean, but that's when I like that edit that book though, because it it seems he wanted to make sure that the story was told correctly. You know, yeah, um, that's right. And, and so he took the time to go through all each and every last one of them books. That's right. You know, and, sure, that's 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 the kind of person he was. Oh, he was tight as a hickory stick, but anyhow, he, uh, he'd come and to field trials and things, and 
his old bridles and things. You know, he'd have a little baling wire wire around him and stuff like that. But but uh, he just didn't spend no money. I don't, I don't guess he was making a whole lot, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he ain't like to spend a whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah. But he, I mean, he was a nice guy. He was, he, he wasn't like a, he wasn't a, a, a tight handler. I mean, he was a nice guy to you, though. That's exactly right. Okay. I, I, uh, I've got the, I've got the thing that he wrote me when I was scouting the dog down there, and it's got twelve or fourteen things that the scout should do. And uh, I still got it in in my drawer. Really. Now, is, yeah, is he, that the same thing that he put in the back of that book, or is it different? You know, I really don't know. Uh, I hadn't read I hadn't read that book in a long time. Oh, Maybe I got the other in my mind. I've got it in here. In fact, I've got two. I, I, would, uh, I would love to know what he wrote you, man. Uh, there was a lot of, lot of things the scout's supposed to do. Besides go to a field trial, and, uh, what was what was the thing that stood out to you the most? What was the most important thing, if you remember that? Well, let's see. The most, yeah, I remember what it was. He said, "Be real personable." I reckon is the word I'm trying to use around field trials. Said if you see an owner over there. And he's having trouble with his saddle or broken or something. Stop and help him. Yeah. Said he'll remember that, and one day you may get a dog from that man. And uh, he, he 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 had several things in there like that. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, he was a gentleman. That's what it sounds. At the <laughs> end of the day, he sounds like the gentleman that we all need to be in field trials. That's right. You know. Um, that that to me is 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 what's most important, and I, you know, Mister Morton, I just don't understand how people can be um, adverse to competing with bird dogs, you know. But I, I yeah. be, because we should be trying to get new folks in, yeah. But what well, that does, but it, it comes from the leadership, yeah. But we've had several folks that in the last few years that they were making money out of the dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, they were shipping them to Japan and everything else. And they didn't, they didn't care. Well, we, 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 I'm, I, I hope that through, you know, my work and everything that I can change that narrative. Um, You know, now were there a lot of black scouts back then? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, practically, practically every hunter had a, had a, had a black scout. Uh, you know, I didn't know all of them back then. I didn't pay attention to them. I looked when I went to field trial. I looked to see man. I was going to follow man and see what he's doing. <laughs> you I you, you, to went, to the, you went to the source. That's right. <laughs> and my my boy Billy Wayne's an awful good scout. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm going to call him back because I want to get his stories too now. He, uh, and you know, something else I didn't tell you about man. Mm-hmm. Man was a good tracker. In other words, he, if he came to, to 
and your dog was lost and everything. I've seen man lean down off of his horse and look at a track. And if it, it wasn't his dog track, he didn't fool with it. But if it was his, he went on. Huh. He was good. Billy Wayne, about the same way. Billy Wayne raised really? in the woods. Yeah. So, he, uh, how? I mean, he just he, knew that dog's footprints. That's right. He knew the size and everything like that. And, and God, and, man. I mean, and all of these things. See, those are the nuances that aren't, that. those are the little things, you know, that, that folks don't talk about scouting, you know, and, and you just learn that over time. Cause I was, I, I used to wonder how these guys would lose dogs and know exactly where to go. Yeah. You know? Um, so I guess when y'all was at the kennel, I mean, they just measured the dog's feet and stuff like that. Well, you just looked at them. You could, you know, you could put in measurements and things, but you'd see his track in the sand or something like that. And you could tell pretty much where it was. Okay. But, uh, Every one of them, but old Sam, old Sam had one as big as 12 shoot, and we didn't have no trouble tracking him. <laughs> so, I mean, Sam, now what, what line did Sam come out of? He, how, where did he come from? Sam? Yeah. Well, he was a shooting dog. That I brought him there as a puppy. Uh, he was, I, I believe, he had some red water rex breeding in it. Okay. Oh, I think that's where I where I got him up there. I think I got him from Hole. I believe I did. Okay. Uh, and 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 you 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 had a pretty good relationship with Mister Hoyle too. Yeah. Yeah. I went down there. I went down there when he was getting started. The year White Knight was a derby. And. Uh, I went down to Canton, Mississippi, and helped him. I was off that winter. I worked construction with my dad, and I was off. I went down there and stayed with him. I wasn't exactly getting rich. He was paying me $15 a week, and I was driving back to Boonville drawing unemployment compensation one day. <laughs> <laughs> so you were spending, your, spending what he gave you in gas. Yeah. Yeah, and gas. <laughs> I had to like it. <laughs> Look, well, it, I mean, I I hate to say it, man, but I don't know. I don't know a whole lot of folks that's gonna get into bird dogs and field trials and think that they're gonna get rich off of it. I just, I just don't. You know, um, you can make some good money now. I mean, you know, free for all and stuff like that. You win twenty thousand dollar purse, but on the day to day. I, I don't know a lot of folks that's just getting, you know, <laughs> getting super rich off of well, it. Well, Tara Miller did pretty good. I think he might be the only one of the few, not the only one, but one of the few. Now, they say Farrell Miller got so much silver in in his living room, he can pay somebody college tuition. Oh, he's got every kind of little old college thing. And I was there when I was there when uh, he got started in the dog business. Because he, he got uh, his first dog off a of white night. Well, he came down there and bred two bitches. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul was supposed to get two dogs or something like that. I don't know. But anyhow, Farrell called him later on and said, you know, said, uh, neither one of those bitches caught. 
Paul said, is that right? Yeah. Paul went by his kennel up there two or three months, and there were more white dogs running around out there than a little bit puppies. <laughs> <laughs> really? That ain't to be published. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, I mean, and that's where it all started. I mean, because you think, man, Mr. Miller nowadays got, he has, I think he's got the, the, the top dogs in the circuit. I mean, he's won more championships than anybody still. Um, well, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's not it's not how many championships it is. It's the quality of these championships, right? Like three, like three hours. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe he ever won a three hour championship. Okay. And I remember, I can remember. Uh, uh, I don't believe he ever won the three-hour championship. He never won the free fall. Was, and the national, that was two biggest ones then in the U.S. Uh, but uh, so, I all mean, well, those had, um, he had a he has a national champion. Huh? Yeah, he got he got a national champion under his belt. Well, I don't. Uh, you talking about? Uh, Miller's uh, silver bullet. Did he? Did he win the national? I think silver bullet won the national. Hmm. I, mean, now, I, I know I, that he I, had. I will fact he check had a, that. Had a, Go ahead. He had a bitch uh, that we had that we got from him, and uh, she never did quite suit us, and we. Uh, Sold her back to this fella, mm-hmm. and she won the national, but he he didn't have her then, you know. I can't call him call him Faith Rowanberry around her at the national, mm-hmm. and uh, he he won it with that dog. Okay, <coughs> I, I can't mean, remember all those dogs. It's just you go through mine. Look, but, uh, I, I, I try to do my best to do it. I do know Silver Bullet, made, Miller Silver Bullet, made the Hall of Fame. That I do know. Um, yeah, I remember the dog. I remember the dog. He was a good dog. Yeah, he, he good dog. So, but why? What you say that bitch just didn't 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 suit you guys? What about it? Well, she we didn't think she ran enough. Okay, you know we were going some trials stuff that year and just didn't think she ran enough. But apparently when they got her up there. They they won the national. Well, there anyhow, they got her qualified and won the national that year. Okay. She got it the year I was running a uh, wrap up, and I done had six or seven times, and I didn't have but thirty minutes to go. And she was going through that phase grass up there and right off in one of those deep gullies over there. Mm-hmm. She was laying down at the bottom of that gully. I thought she did. I got her out and, and got her up, and she's bleeding in the mouth. I healed her up in front of the judges, and the other dog was standing there pointing. Huh. I healed her up there, and she backed. And I told the judge, I said, Judge, I'm going to pick this dog up. Oh, no, don't do it, Billy. said, just take her off and hide her somewhere or another. I said, don't take her up. 
I said, no, sir. I'm not going. I'm not going to keep this dog out here. I don't know how bad she's hurt, and I put her in the jeep out right there the head, and they took her on the doctor. Fortunately, there wasn't nothing bad wrong. She was bruised on the inside, but Dang, okay. my boss man okay. got mad at me because I picked her up. But uh, you know that dog's life meant more to me than the national championship or anything else. Right. Right. I mean, and that, that's a smart thing. Again, that goes back to being a, a, a dog man and, and, you know, understanding, um, understanding the condition, you know, cause if that dog had passed away, then, then what? Yeah. Um, I just, I just, I just wasn't going to do it. And, and, uh, I remember, I remember the first dog got ran in the national was a, a bitch called Dixie Springtime. Right. She was a beautiful dog. And I, and I won the U.S. with her. That's the first good trial I'd ever won. And uh, she died about a year later. Really? But she, she, she was nice, though. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, now she died in 81. So how, how old would she have been by then? How old what? How how old was she when she died? Oh, she was about uh John Gates won the Queen of Security with her. He won uh she was only about uh six years old. Okay. But she I had her checked and you would never saw as many heartworms come out of that dog. You know, that, and uh, that that's a, a big question of mine. Did y'all get a lot of heartworm dogs? Yeah, yeah, we got White Knight had White Knight had had worms, uh. but back but then they were able to treat these dogs. You know, we back then we didn't know what it was, what right. to do. And, and so uh, once they got them, it it was pretty much downhill from there. That's right, man. And they had been giving this dog heartworm medicine, but apparently they didn't give it to her when she was a puppy. And if you don't get in there and give it to them early, and they get those eggs and all whatever it is they get in there, uh, you don't kill them. Mm. Okay. And they were injecting these dogs with um, uh, what's that stuff called? Um, dang, what's that stuff? Hold on, it's uh, I know what it is, and for some odd reason, it's not coming off my tongue. Um. They were injecting these dogs with uh, arsenic. That's what it was. That, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, and it was a straight yeah. arsenic shot. Well, they they dilated it a little bit, I think. But okay. that's what they were giving them. And uh, man, sure were. And and and, it, and it, it, White Knight got it. And it, he actually have to, had to have surgery because it left like a black spot on him or something like that. I don't remember him having surgery, uh, but I, I know he got him. And then I know that the, the next year after he was treated, but well, he couldn't point a bird. He couldn't smell or anything. And uh, it did something to him, but then it came back later on the next year. Hmm. And we were, we were able to win with it. Um, 
So I mean, so when they get heartworm, that medicine back then, it just it just cut their scenting ability off for a second. Just did anybody? I, ever you know, I don't. Out? Nobody, nobody knew. Uh, nobody knew why why Bud uh, couldn't point birds, but he couldn't. Hmm. But then it came, it came back, and he pointed birds. Man, that's interesting. I wanna, I wanna see what that, what that's about because that's that. I mean, just, I don't. I guess it was the medicine or something, but could have been something else. See, but you, you just don't know. Right. A lot of a lot of things had those dogs and and, and all back then, but uh, it came back and, and won the national after that. Huh. Okay. Um, and, and nobody, I mean, I guess not that you should get rid of dogs, but like that, Mr. Riggins wasn't worried about it. Like you see what I'm saying? Like that, that would kind of make me a little nervous if my dog stopped scenting for a year. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I guess it, it got, it got, it got a little bit touchy with holes. So don't put that in there. Okay. <laughs> Think well, about them. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll make sure to take that part out. <laughs> so, um, they, they get, but, uh, dang. Yeah. Okay. I remember, I remember Mr. Riggins. He, he used to write some long letters to Hoyle down there. He was going to take the dog away from him and give him to John Gates and Clyde Morton. And he asked Clyde Morton. Clyde said, no, I'm not going to take that young man's dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I'm, I'm glad there goes, was that sportsmanship there. A lot goes, goes into the dog world. And, but, you know, I, I guess I was lucky. I think I came along in one of the best times of field trial. Why you say that? And I, I think it. I think field trials are dying today. Really, I, I, I yeah. I'm having a hard time with 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 that. Now, why do you think field trials are dying? Well, you know the the American field. Right. We we don't get American fields anymore. The, they stopped doing the print. A, yeah, we used to do them, and and uh, and just like me today. Uh, yeah, we don't have a computer or nothing else like that. I, all the information I get is from the boys. Dang, man. And uh, did they tell you, have you been keeping up with that stuff about the Purina shooting dogs? Yeah, man, all of that foolishness, man. Like, the way I think about it, honestly, and and I would love to hear your opinion about it, too, but... I don't think that's a. I don't think Purina should have had it. They should have said anything to Purina first of all, because Purina gives so much money to field trials. And that's my that's opinion. Right. Um, anything that 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 those gentlemen or that family had to do with the field trial should have stayed. You know, between the American field and 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 their yeah. family. Well, that's what that's what all of us said was going to happen if they keep on with it. And you you know, Purina pulled out. Oh, so they officially pulled out. Yes, sir. I didn't get they, that new. That must have been within the last few weeks. Then I think it was. My boy told me about. It. He's keeping up with it. Man, what are we doing? They were killing ourselves. That's what I'm saying. You, but, you, you, what'd they say? You 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 uh cut off your nose to spite your face? That's right. <laughs> but uh you know, I'm just, I, I I I guess I have a problem with 
first of all, that stuff being on the internet, because I, you know, I, I don't, and I'm born in the age of the internet and all of that stuff. Um, you know, I, I was, I was born in 1990 and I remember the first 10 years of my life from 90 to, to 2000, the internet wasn't really that popular for us. And so whatever people dealt with, and I'm sure you, you understand this too, whatever problems people had, it didn't get aired out over the internet. You know, you, you spoke. That's right. And you said, and, and you, you either came to, to terms as gentlemen, like we're supposed to be in field trial, or you, you know what I'm saying? You, you found another way to settle it, but now everything is getting aired out on the internet. People putting out letters that pure in it unsent them and this and that. And it's like, imagine somebody like myself. I didn't have bird dogs the last four and a half years of my life. I had, a, I got a lab and then I got my pointer after that. I'm motivated to, to, to continue telling these story, your stories, um, your son's stories, man ran all of this stuff because that's what motivates me. But imagine a new guy coming in and they see all of this foolishness. That's not going to make oh, them want to continue that. They're not going to want to come in. We, right. we, we, we lose them all the time. Uh, you know, they can take a lab and they can work a lab at a little lake around them somewhere and have a good pet and everything like that. And that's where most of it's going. Right. Right. And you know, you've been up to field trial hall of fame. Yes, sir. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. Isn't it? It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a national treasure far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, I, I'm just scared something's going to happen to it. You know, with, with, feel not publishing anymore and print and stuff like that i just man, I, I just feel like it's going down i i i do and like i'm i'm working on writing an article about that same topic matter of fact so i write a good deal for um bird dog magazines and things like that and um and i've taken a lot of my time a lot of long hours at night you know put my daughter to yep. bed and then, and then go and do some research. Right. And I'm trying to maintain this history for the next generation. But if they don't have the field trial hall of fame, what is there for people to go see? That's right. That's, that's the whole point. You know, when I went to the field we, trial hall of fame, I, I would, that's, that was one of the reasons that, that one of the couple of reasons that I, I, I got into bird dogs. And 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 if it's gone, then what? Well, I, I I'm scared to death something will happen to it. And we put in a lot of hours getting that thing from the time we started over at Wilson Dunn's back room to what it is today. And we wouldn't have got it done if it hadn't been for the labs and for the Britneys and mm -hmm. the German shortheads and some more of those dogs. If we hadn't taken all of them in. We never would have got it done. Right. So y'all, I mean, so it was more beneficial to include all the other breeds instead of just pointers yeah. and setters. That's right. Okay. Okay. Um, now, did you did you have any other? You had setters too, didn't you? Or just pointers? I, I didn't. I didn't quite understand you. What? Oh, sorry. Did you now? Did you have any other setters or just pointers? Oh, I had I had some had some setter shooting dogs, had some good ones. 
yeah. when I was just a kid growing up. And we, Paul and I had one or two setters. Uh, we had a little setter blown Ned Wilf on. And uh, his name was My Responsibility. <laughs> and he slept in the bed with me down there at night with White Knight. I had them two in the bed at night. Really? Yeah, and it's a good thing because that old house we was in, there was cracks on the windows you could stick a, a knife in. That's about the only way I, I made it that winter, I think. Really? So them dogs yeah. kept you warm. <laughs> they sure did. And y'all had to get up and go work the dog. So, all right. So, let, let's. What was a day in the life like? Like when you got up, you know, because you know, working dogs is a seven day a week job. And to to some degree. So, what I mean, did y'all start with the young dogs first, puppies in the morning? How did all that go? You just it, you, it, it's a lot of different things. Maybe there might be an old dog that. Uh, all these dogs that didn't do good the afternoon before mm-hmm. and run off from you or something. Well, we grab him out that morning and start out with him. Right. And stuff like that. Okay. But, uh, okay. It just, it just varied what we do. Man, I, I, I just would have loved to just be out there with you guys, man. Um, you know, I, I, I can, I got, 5,000 questions and not enough hours in a day to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, all right. So when you, you introduced your son to bird dogs or, 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 or how did, how did Mr. Billy Wayne get into it? Well, that's where he did. He started off. Like I said, he, when he was just a kid, uh, he always had some hounds. Yeah. Coon dog. And, and then, uh, and he'd be out there with man. They'd, sometimes he'd, he'd ride with man, work dogs, and when he's just a kid and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and, and you guys, and, y'all taught him how to break dogs and how to handle them and things like that? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he picked up a lot of things from man just watching him, you know. Okay. Now, yeah. were, were the dogs back then, were they – was it is it true that the dogs back then were tougher than what we got now, or is that just what folks say? Now I didn't understand. So ask me the question again, all of it. Oh, back so back then were the dogs tougher then, or or is that just what folks say? Just to say it. Oh, that's just that's just what folks say when theirs doesn't do too good. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, no. It, it's conditioning. It's, it's three. It takes it takes a special knowledge to get a dog in shape to run three hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I I had a little, few little secrets and things like that. A lot of roading and working, but okay. Now, uh, does roading does roading take anything out of a dog? Can you can you roll them too much? Well, you've got to you've got to work between your working your dog and roading your dog. Uh, when I was getting ready for three hours, uh, and I worked the dog so so much, you know. Then the next day, I might road the dog fifteen, twenty minutes to loosen them up, and 
it just varies. You just got to know the dog. Right. Some dogs think a lot more than others. Right. Okay. Okay. Man. I, 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 you have given me way more information that I, I could have even imagined, you know, um, man, and all of this stuff needs to go. What I'm going to do is, um, basically take, take the information, um, and split it. So what we, what we spoke about with man and all of that stuff, I'm actually going to chop that off. And I just want to make a podcast about just you and your history. And, and, yeah. and take the information from man and, and use it in, in, in my book. Um, Cause I, I just don't know why, uh, you know, why there aren't enough or, or any real literature on black dog, man. But that's something that I, you know, I, I decided to pick up on and the guys down in Thomasville, you know, there, there's the, uh, the black handlers field trial down there. I'll be competing in that this year. Yeah. Well, you know. somebody told me about it. I, I read about it, but I never have seen it. I, I'd like to, you know. Yeah, I'll have, to, um, I'll have to send you guys some pictures of it. All right. Yeah, I'll have to send it. it you know, if we can get you out there, I'd love to have you out here. <laughs> well, I'd love, I'd love to. I can't, I can't ride anymore. I had two back operations in last year, and I'm, I'm just barely walking now. But, uh, I can ride the vehicle or something, you know. Yeah. Well, we got they got a um, you know, the, the wagon and all of that stuff. I mean, yeah. You know, if we, if we I don't know where. Yeah. I, was I don't say, know where Billy Wayne's been down there to it or not. Maybe I'm gonna ask him. Yeah. I'm gonna ask him, Mister Morton. Can I give you a call right back? We got some hail coming in. It's hitting my window pretty hard, and I, I feel like our power is gonna cut off in a minute. Where, where are you? I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Call me back. You can get it ready. Okay, let me give you a call back when all of this goes out. I don't want it to drop off. No, that's fine. Thank you. Sticking in there with me on the on, on another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook podcast with Mr. Billy Morton. Like I said, that was only a part of what it was that I was uh, that I need to do to, to finish out the interview with him. So look forward to that in the very very near future. But guys, I really hope y'all y'all I really hope y'all see the vision. Um, but all in all. Um, no, I appreciate y'all too. That's that's what's most important. Um, I got a couple of, of, of surprises coming down the pipeline. Um, you know, new sponsors and all kinds of stuff like that. So, and speaking of sponsors, I do want to go back through and thank all my current sponsors and affiliates that would be my title sponsor, Onyx Hunt. Uh, make sure you use my promo code, guys. Go in. It's GDN20. Get yourself 20% off um, your Onyx subscription once you check out with me. Um, you can do the sporting dog, guys. The best sporting dog food in the land. Make sure you go check out the 3020 blend. Uh, man, I'm, I'm going off the dome with these. Um, 
Dakota 283 kennel. I just got my new kennel, my other kennel today, matter of fact. Um, so thank you guys for that. Um, thank y'all for supporting those of y'all that have checked out and told me you checked out with my promo code. Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all so much. Um, the code is TGDN10. You can get 10% off your uh, code 283 uh, gear once you check out. Um, you know, my buddies at Lion Country Supply, they keep me, they keep me outfitted with really nice stuff. Um, shoot, man, you can call up. They're good friends of mine. Um, I just made a, a boatload of friends in this this whole community. Um, Orvis, I want to thank Orvis, the Orvis company, Reed Bryant, um, Trinity Kennel, Josh Reuter, Jeff Reuter, um, Crane, 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 that, um, you know, everything is all right. One of Josh's dogs, actually, Moose, Josh's dog, Moose, sort of secret. But um, we're going to keep prayers up and make sure he's all right. He's at the vet right now. Um, am, I, am I missing anybody? There's one spot I can't wait to tell you guys about. Um, I hope I'm not missing anybody. If I am, I don't anybody. Um, so, yeah, guys, check out my, my recent articles if, if y'all haven't already. Um, no, they, I, this this has been a big year, and, and this, I guess, concluding this particular episode of the podcast is just a rambling of, of my excitement. Um, but this has been a big year for all of us, and particularly for the Gun Dog Notebook podcast. We have made significant leaps and bounds um, in my responsibility to the bird dog world. I do not take for granted. So with that being said, guys, I ain't going to keep going on and keep rambling. Um, this is another episode of the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed it, and I hope you come back and see me next week. <laughs>